Welcome to Growth Island, your go-to podcast on how to be the best version of yourself. Now, let's join your host, Mess Freeze, as he interviews high performers and experts in nutrition, meditation, exercise, relationships, business, general health, and life's bigger mysteries. Welcome to this episode of Growth Island. This is an episode that I've really been looking forward to for a while. It's about money. And if you're like me, you might have grown up feeling that or learning that people that had a lot of money, they were potentially not good people. Or you might have some of those like challenges with like, oh, am I worth that much? Or if I make more than others, am I then a bad person? And how do you actually get the money to be happy money instead? Money that makes you joyful and how can you use money in a way that it provides joy and it provides value for the people around you. There's a lot of ways for that. And for that, I didn't just find any expert. I found someone that sold more than 8 million books. 8 million books. For those that doesn't know much about books, that is incredible. Like some books don't even sell in Denmark. Like I think a good book sells more than 500 copies. So selling more than 8 million books, that is extremely rare. I got Ken Honda on. He is extremely famous in Japan and recognized as like the person, the Zen millionaire. But he's also recognized in a ton of the top podcasts around the world where you'll hear him sharing this ideas and, and knowledge about how can you actually have happy money. So Ken, thank you so much for finding the time to get on this show. Thank you, Maz. I'm so happy to be on your show and what an honor and I can feel you're such a generous and uh, kind person. So I'm so happy to have a chat with you. I appreciate it. So Ken, I love the title uh, of one of your books because you've written, I don't remember like how many <laughs> yeah, books. Probably yeah, probably 60 or 70. I lost count. Yeah. So, but happy money. I love that frame because the way I've been brought up, uh, money wasn't necessarily happy money, but there's a lot more to it. How did you get into all of that? So my father was a successful tax accountant. So he started teaching me about money since I was a small child. And uh, since then, he taught me a lot about how money works, investing and tax laws and all the other things I need to know to, to be abundant financially. So since I was a small child, I've learned a lot about money. I've read many books. And I could retire at the age 29 when my wife and I found out about my daughter's. My wife is pregnant with my daughter. So we took uh, four years off of my life. And, uh, and then I searched on happiness and money. And uh, almost at the end of the semi-retirement, when I was 34, I just started writing books. And since then, I've been writing a lot of books. I published about 200, uh, 200 books and sold about 80 million copies. Wow. That's fantastic. One of them is Happy Money. And yes. When I did my research on you, it kind of started like an essay or some thoughts that you wrote down. Yes, yes, yes. So actually, this is a 20th anniversary and this is a book. You know, it's very thin. I wrote this about 20 years ago as a booklet. And uh, at the time, I had a lot of time you know, because I was just, my job was change diapers, right? So, so I sat down and in front of my computer and I just kept on writing 
a few pages a day. And then it came um, out like as this booklet and I started uh, giving away to my friends. And one day a publisher called me and asked me to write a book, which I did. And since then I became a writer. That's fantastic. So what is the concept of happy money? Um, because, yeah. Yes. So happy money is money that makes you smile when you receive it. Just imagine your grandparents send you a little birthday card and then, then in the envelope, there's like $10 or like $5 even. And then you kind of smile because, you know, these days, you know, uh, you can't buy so many things with $10 and I'm like 20 something, right? And then I'm now five, but it just uh, brings you a lot of smile because your grandparents thought of you, you know, so this is happy money. Just uh, genuine, it brings genuine happiness. And also when you spend money, you just send a, a money to, you know, you put like $10 in a box for donation, for wildfire and uh, hurricane struck places. You know, you just want to donate for money for charity. That's happy money. When you spend it, when you just pay the money, you feel good. So uh, tipping, you know, a, wait, a waiting person, when you have a very good service, you just, you're happy. You just want the money to be spent on her or him uh, because they had a, a most beautiful smile. That's happy money. And I, I really like that concept because money can, like this, that whole discussion, can money buy happiness? <clears throat> well, you can definitely have happy money and money that contribute positively. Like, just like you explained, like how you use your money is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, on the other hand, uh, we are living in the flow of unhappy money, which makes us feel so irritated when we receive a check, like, Ooh, I can't pay everything, you know, at the end of the month. And also when we feel, uh, when we pay bills, we feel frustrated. Like we, we feel like crunch feelings, like, ha, I cannot pay all the bills. So that's unhappy money. So how do we generate more happy money? Because I know that's one of the concepts that you're also extremely known for. Like, what are some of the mindsets uh, and tools and ways to actually generate more happy money? So you have that abundance and you yeah, yeah. them out. Thank you. That's, you're asking great questions. Thank you, Mads. The most simple step is appreciate your money. One of my mentors, Wahe Takeda, said, Arigato your money. That means appreciate your money coming in and both going out. Because think about it. Uh, if you're working for a company, uh, that company hired you. And if you're working as a freelance, uh, somebody uh, hired you as a coach, as a counselor, or somebody to do the job. That means they trusted you enough to pay you. So uh, they chose you out of many options. So you can appreciate them for trust, placing a trust in, on you. So that is a good start. And I get, one of the things I often talk about on the podcast is the importance of being grateful for the small things and, mm -hmm. and also like doing a gratitude journal. I do that every evening. I either write it down or often now I talk about it with my girlfriend instead and start to appreciate the small things. Yes. So exactly. So you understand uh, the concept of happy money. And I think you are already, already in the flow of happy money, because, you know, I can tell by looking at your smile. Thank you. So what's the way uh, you write about emotional and IQ uh, mm -hmm. intelligence when it comes to money? Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yes. 
You know, as I studied about money in my teens and early twenties, I realized that there is this money intelligence you need to know about stocks, investing, tax laws, business code and all that. And, uh, but at the same time, I realized that the smartest people in business and investing, they end up losing everything because they make uh, stupid mistakes financially. And I thought it's weird. But later on, I, I, I learned that there is something called money EQ, money emotional intelligence. And people have a good relationship and other people don't have a good relationship. If you have a good relationship, you feel happy about money. You know, you don't uh, get stress around money. On the other hand, unfortunately, most of us are feeling some kind of stress. And it doesn't really matter how much money you make or you have. Even the wealthiest person on the planet must be feeling stressed out because they have too much. And if you have too little, also a cause of stress. And if you're middle class and maybe upper and lower, you also struggle because you want to buy more things or your daughter or your parents ask you for money for medical reasons or just, you know, they want to go to summer camps. So the demand is always high and higher than the pace that you could keeping up with. So there's always a pressure that you need to make more money, but you can't. So at the end of every month, you feel a little tight about the bills. So you don't like to look at the bills on the, you know, on the kitchen counter. So that's how unhappy money gives us sufferings. Yeah. I find it fascinating that, especially when I see here in Denmark and I was lucky to work in management consultant as well. And still have friends and old people that are like going all the way up to partner and so on. Also remember looking at some of the partners um, and they're not always the happiest. And also how people are having a fair bit of money in Denmark, it's a rich country, but doesn't matter how much money people get, they always want a lot more. It's human nature that we want more, right? But that uh, people can still be stressed. One of my friends, he works as well in credit scoring. And he told me like, Matt, you won't believe it. These people that are making so much money, they have no freedom because they're tied up in expenses that they have to pay every single month. So even though they're making three times as much as we are, uh, they have less financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So peace of mind visits you when you free your, free your mind. So unless you have a beautiful relationship, a healthy relationship with money, you cannot feel total peace. And you have to surrender, you know, just, um, you have to turn your, turn your back against all the marketing system because, you know, internationally, this marketing system, uh, people are so smart in trying to get, get you to spend more money. You know, if you, your salary increases, you suddenly realize that there are better cars, you know, better restaurants, better clothes, better everything. So. You know, it's, you don't have to work hard to upgrade yourself. So unless you know when is enough, you will lose peace of mind. So how do you figure that out? So like a, a very simple example, my girlfriend and I, we are extremely blessed living a fantastic life and we're looking at going to Caparete in Dominican Republic in January, February, March. And now suddenly the bar for like how to live is so much higher. Like when I was younger, I could live as long as there was a bed, I would be happy. And yes. now suddenly we're getting used to a bit of lifestyle. It's like, oh, we don't have that beach view or beach access. But like, we're so close to the water. So, so how do you help people like 
uh, don't, for me, it's like when you raise your expectations too much, suddenly you have the challenge, right? Where like, when yes. I look, if I was 20 years old looking at where I'm going now, I'd be like, wow, like I made it. But now I'm like, can I find a better place? <laughs> yeah. So you really have to remember uh, your zero point. My zero point was when I was 19 years old, I had, uh, I lived in a small room and uh, no shower, no bathroom. So I washed my uh, hair, smallest kitchen tank. Yeah. And so, you know, and also for me, abundance is taking a hot shower after spending a month in the Philippines. I was helping kids in the Philippines and I stayed there without any shower. So having a hot shower means a lot, especially on a cold uh, morning or cold nights. And having electricity is a luxury. And there's an ex expression in Japan, one rice, one fish, one miso soup. What a luxury is an is a idea. So as long as you can go back there and then find perfect satisfaction, anything better than that is a luxury. Right. So I always think uh, a roof over my head, you know, so I don't feel the rain. And also when I have a hot running water and electricity, I'm in heaven. So yeah. I have, I think my abundance has grown hundreds of times, but my point, zero point is there. So I can appreciate hot water every morning and every night and electricity. So as long as you have the mentality that you can always go back to zero. And everything else is luxury. So I think uh, you can find peace of mind. That makes a lot of sense to me. I often think back to zero point when I was having a startup and I was even renting out my apartment on Airbnb and I would be sleeping on an air mattress at the office um, because I was running the startup fully broke. I didn't have any money. And I remember my friend Jonas who took me out for lunch and he paid those $10 that lunch cost. And for me, that was like, that was huge because I had so little money. So I often, I relate back uh, to that, to remember how, uh, how good life that I actually have, because it, as a yes. human being, we just adapt so easily. Yes. So I think once in a while you go back to the place and then remember your zero point. Otherwise, you know, you're stuck in this hell of wanting more and more, more and more. And if you are just in the you just lose sight of happiness mm. and because all the other people seem to be getting a better stuff than you do. So <laughs> once you're stuck in the hell, it, it's going to be never ending experience. Yeah. So another thing, you looked at a lot of wealthy people and people that have a lot of happy money. What are some of the th things that you see are getting people to the level so they're not only appreciating level zero or ground zero, but now they're also being in a place of abundance. What, what are some of the core things that you see uh, separates them to get there? So once you, uh, you get there, you know, you have more than enough. And this is a great feeling, you know, I can feed my family, you know, my wife and daughter. So we have more than enough. So, and it doesn't cost us so, so much money to live. So uh, I can feed other families, 20, 30, 40 families, you know, with my income. So I'm happy to share what I have financially and also emotionally too. So I'm just um, sharing what I know and what I learned from my mentors and 
to make to transform our relationship with money. So by doing that, I feel so much fulfillment. Like say, you know, you've you invited me to your show and this every second counts. You know, I'm so happy that I could contribute to the viewer because if you're struggling uh, financially and emotionally, there is another way, you know, that is find yourself in the cycle of appreciation. And, it, and the good thing is it doesn't cost you anything. You know, you don't have to be billionaire to be in the flow of happy money. And by doing that, and I think a lot of happy millionaires are experiencing the same thing. They enjoy the joy of sharing on top of doing what they loved. Mm. So they don't really need more money, but those people make most money because they're in heaven. See, you know, the best uh, singer and the actor and the writer, they're just expressing their love and, and joy with music, with, with book, with whatever the art they do or business. So they already get a reward. But on top of that, they're getting the other goodies, you know, both emotionally and mentally uh, and uh, financially. Yeah. So what's your experience of like how to get to that spot? So I think a lot of the listeners might be like, so I think many people agree that the first million is the hardest to make. Yeah. Once you have the first money, it's, it's expensive to be poor. Like the interest yeah. rate that you pay in Denmark, if you don't have that much money compared to if you have a ton of money. So there are many things that once you get to a threshold of happy money, many things become easier. What's, what's your advice or what have you learned about getting to that threshold? Thank you. That's you just, you're asking the right questions every time. So thank <laughs> you. I really appreciate that. So I believe the first step is find, do your inventory. Like a big detective, you have to search what you have in your heart, in your mind. You must have something uh, marketable that you don't even see. Like when I was 33, I started writing, right? And at the time, I never knew I, I could write. My parents didn't believe in me, or at least they didn't know. My brother, my sister didn't know. My best friends, they, they didn't, they never, never imagined I'd become a writer. <laughs> because I've never said anything like it. And they know I, I love books, but it's nothing, you know, it's a very different from being a writer. So, but I discovered my writing gifts when I was 34 because I could write all day. I could write books in a month. And then now I can write a book in a week. So obviously I, I, I had a talent about writing, but I never knew because I never tried. So there must be some kind of a gift in you buried deep inside your heart. That could be a, a knack for selling and a gift for writing, cooking, connecting people, consulting, listening, whatever your skills are. You know, you need to dig it out and improve it and improve it and shine it and, and otherwise polish it. You know, otherwise it won't be marketable. But once your gifts are multiplied and marketable, you will probably make at least a few times more income than you have now and possibly 10 times and 20 times more. Because a lot of people want you to do that, want you to sing, want you to write, want you to speak because you shine. So you have to find something in you that you don't even believe right now. And, and I bet I can guarantee there is a gold mine in you that people don't notice. I, I have taught on this subject for the past two decades, 20 years. 
and I have, you know, impacted personally hundreds of thousands of people. And I get incredible thank you met letters and emails saying that, Ken, I was so surprised that I found the gift of selling, cooking, you know, uh, doing presentations and writings. You know, they were the, the first one to be so surprised that they even had a gift and they never even knew for the past 35 years. So they find that gift. And then a lot of people also talk to uh, working on your strength, not only mm -hmm. on your weaknesses. I think that resonates yes. with me. I learned early that or early, I had a workshop in McKinsey where I, they taught us that uh, there's a certain level, kind of like an access, like with certain skills you need to have at a minimum. But once you get to that minimum, you really want to focus on your strength and yeah. getting really, really good at those strengths because that's what's going to carry you the furthest. And it's also most likely what's going to give you the most joy. So I, I, I love that advice, Ken. What are, I, what are other things to, uh, to get there? So you find that thing that uh, is one of your strengths, something that gives you <laughs> joy and you focus on that. Mm -hmm. And also there are so many things you can do. You know, you find, you, you have to create your own fan club. You know, could be your mother, you know, your first member is likely to be your mother or your dad, your brother or sister, you know. My mother, not my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it depends on the family and it could be your best buddy, right? And then she or he becomes a cheerleader and then you become, you get the third one and the fourth one. Uh, for example, I have online salon in Japan and that's one of the largest ones and I have about 10,000 membership and uh, they, they pay me every month. And uh, so uh, we are connected and whenever I, my, my book comes, the first pr printing uh, goes from 10,000 to 60,000 copies for the book. So that means like 60,000 people are already waiting for my book to come out. So if you have a fan club as, as big as that you know, you be, become successful instantly, but it takes time. You know, your fan club will be probably like 20, 30, 50, but you have to kind of like creating your fan one by one. So when you go to launch something, you know, your webinar or your restaurant or cafe or whatever the coaching services, whatever the, your service is, you have to have at least a hundred people to support your back. Yeah. And ideally, if you have 300 people on your list, you're good to go. And if you have a thousand people, you can make a living off of it. And if you have uh, 5,000 people, you can enjoy a comfortable life financially. So just uh, open up yourself and be vulnerable and uh, receive help and support. We are good at giving, but we are so bad at receiving. So you are willing to open yourself and receive uh, support and help and love. And that is the hardest part because we feel so embarrassed. Uh, I don't know if people can support me. I don't know. I'm not good enough. So you have to be there, vulnerable, open up yourself. I think that's so spot on. So what, what do you advise people that have the chance of being like, well, I don't know what to charge or can I really like, I just want to help. So I. I see people go in both sides, like the people that just want to take advantage and just only make money. And then you sometimes have people on the other end that's like, they don't feel like they can charge money, anything for the value they're providing. And they end up being poor, uh, being these poor artists. How do you help someone go into the middle 
where they're like providing a ton of value. They're focusing on providing value, not on making money, but they're still providing a good livelihood for themselves. You're asking another great question. You know, I wrote a national bestseller in Japan a few years ago. Do what you love and make sure money follows you. Yeah. Because oftentimes people do what they want to do to help other people, but they forget to think of money. Yeah. You know, so you can be a nice person, but also you can be a wealthy person as well. To be happy and wealthy people, you have to make sure whatever you do involves money. So do something what you love. That's like basic, right? And then make sure that you can, you have a container to receive abundance. So, you know, even though I do a lot of things for free, like I'm, I'm invited to shows like this and I just speak for free. But since after the, a certain uh, numbers of people are interested in my work, they join my community. So they either buy my books or buy my, or, or whatever the services. So I ended up getting a, a lot of money because of uh, my showing up to many things. So I, I don't really care if I charge people or not, because at the end, I have a lot of revenue sources. So I don't have to be so careful with what I do. But at the beginning, you have to make sure that you get compensated. Otherwise, you just, uh, uh, you're going to sacrifice and that is not always good because you run out of energy and then you feel drained. You feel like other people are taking advantage of you. So you have to make sure the energy goes out and energy comes back. So once again, it's the energy. You receive energy beautifully and then the gold energy. So you put up a beautiful energy, you know, in a sharing way, you are likely, more than likely to receive love and support financially too. So don't just give, give and run away and hide. You know, you have to, after you're giving enough, you have to be there and just open both your arms or just open, you know, your container and then let other people support you financially. But we feel so shy and embarrassed when we need to ask for money. So be vulnerable. Just be there to receive money. Otherwise, you know, you just, you're a suffering, wandering, stabby monk. And I think there's a lot of people like that out there that feel like these victims or that they, I'm never being rewarded uh, fair enough or people taking advantage of me because I don't care that much. About so, but what you're saying is like, be vulnerable and be open to actually asking for the money that, that is fast to compensate you because you are providing value. Yeah. Here's so, that. yeah, you don't have to charge people. You are just, you open up yourself to receive. So I'm not asking you for money, but I'm just open. If you or somebody else uh, is willing to just support me, I'm happy to receive any support in any ways. Sometimes financially, sometimes mentally, you know, emotionally, as a friend, as a client, as a colleagues, you know. So there is a, a lot of energy exchanges going on and it doesn't have to be a monetary exchange, you know. So, but the more exchanges you have with the people, the more energy is moving. So money energy flows with it too. So you have to make sure 
that uh, money follows you too. But you don't have to focus on it because if people love you, if people really like what you do, uh, there will be enough people to pay you. So I do a lot of free events online in English and Japanese. So I attract thousands of people. My、uh, YouTube views are sometimes、uh, 300,000 views and I don't charge anything, right? But because of the exposure, we attract thousands of people for online seminars. So、uh, I don't have to worry about、uh, one event, one specific event. So be out there to share whatever you, you have and whatever you know, and then、uh, wait and see. And there is this universal law whatever you give will get back. So if you're getting so little, You have to make sure that you give more. Got it. What's another thing that people can do to, to get to the flow of happy money? Like before they reach that threshold where things just become easier, but getting up to that. In all the studies that you've done, like what, you, what else do you see is important to get to, to that s t a t e So、uh, the other important thing is a partnership. You know, could be your family members, could be a business partners. Could be a trust between you and your clients. Like,、uh, I do have a money guarantee system with everything、uh, I do. So, people just、uh, don't like whatever the service I provide, they can ask for a refund, no questions asked. I, might, I don't charge people a lot. I charge, for example, only $8.88 for my online salon, you know. So, there is not many requests for a refund for that much money. But,、no. you know, so. I know all the money paid to our account is happy money because they can always ask money back if they're not satisfied. So, if you just make sure that you have、uh, all the money you have is happy money, that gives you such a good feeling because all the money is paid to you out of appreciation, out of you know, joy, and then you, see, you receive a lot of energy as well. So, make sure you keep doing that. And if you just keep doing that, your business will grow. There will be a lot of referrals and a lot of happy customers and clients. For me, happy readers. That's why my books keep selling because they can't wait to read my next book. So, I, I don't even need to tell them the title of my book, next book, but they place an order. That's an honor because we have enough trust for the past 20 years. So, I think、uh, building a trust is so important. And these days, it, it seems to be forgotten. But, I, I, you know, like Apple products, you know, they, so far, they have really kept their promises. And I don't know about the future, but they're always, you know, especially when Steve Jobs, Jobs was、uh, alive, there's always surprises, right? Like he always said, one more thing, and then everybody gets excited. So, as long as you keep Feeding people and deepening the bond and trust, I think you can be very successful. Yeah. I know another thing that I heard when you were talking on another podcast was also about, as you talked about as well, this trust, making sure to treat business partners well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Building a trust is a very important thing, and, and we can just thrive together. I call it Ninja Way. I don't know if you've seen Ninja Movie. So, like, there are two ninjas when they're trying to go over the wall. You push your partner up on the wall, and the partner who's up on the wall just pulls up the other partner. 
and then they go over the wall. So that's how life works. But a lot of people, especially uh, entrepreneurs, once they're pushed out over the wall, they kind of forget about the staff members and they keep going, right? So you have to know that somebody raised you up. Yeah. So you, you, can, you should not forget who raised you up. So who was behind all the success you were enjoying? So I, I try to make sure that I, I pay or repay all the things that whoever did it for me, I make sure that everybody gets paid okay and uh, handsomely. And so by doing that, I get a lot of opportunities from my ex-employees employees, and other staff members because I treated them very well. So they feel grateful after they left the company. So, and they, of course, keep talking good things about me. That gives me a good reputation as well. So we are just a family members after, you know, we stop working together. So if you have a strong bond in a working relationship, that becomes a strong base for you. Hmm. What's one of the misconceptions that you run into often about money? I think people can, people feel like, and think like they can, money can give you security. So that's why people want more money than for survival. So, uh, you know, people are not working to bring food on the table. They're working to save more money so they can feel safe. You know, uh, in case they get sick or they get laid off or just fired, they need the security. But I think money doesn't provide security because I've seen many people with millions of dollars in, in the bank account, they don't feel secure. They feel afraid mm. because of the, you know, market crash and all the other things. If they happen, they close all the bank account or the Bitcoin falls or whatever that is, you know, you keep af being afraid. So the real security is in your heart. So money cannot get, give you a hundred percent guarantee. If you don't have the guarantee, peace of mind in here. Can mm. I'm curious about some of your habits, like reaching that wealth in such a young age, producing so many books, impacting millions of people around the world. Like how, uh, like how does your day look like? Like, do you have any routines or habits that? <laughs> you know, when I wake up in the morning, I always try to remember what I'm going to have. Today, I started having an interview with a, a magazine, and then later on, I was on a show with a, uh, this British young entrepreneur, and then I was on the clubhouse, and and then you. So whenever I just uh, wake up in the morning, I feel like, oh, okay, this is wow, this is exciting, and you know, I do a little research before, so I can't uh, wait, you know how how his lifestyle is where he is so i'm so excited before i start my own day so that's how it start my day and during the day i always cherish the every second i have as precious moment because like this moment i live in my dream you know uh, people ask me 
what's your dream? I, I always say, I'm living in it. You know, this is my dream come true. I always wanted to do something international. And uh, you're on the other side of the planet, Earth, right? And thanks to the technology, we can communicate. And uh, so this is amazing. So during the day, I appreciate all the miracles I'm experiencing. And at the end of the day, in a couple of hours, I just start remembering what happened in the day. And then, oh gosh, that was fun you know, in the morning. And the second interview was beautiful. And, uh, you know, the clubhouse and a nice dinner. And then you're the highlight of that last event in my life. And then, whoa, he was such a nice person. His girlfriend must be so happy. And then I send you all the blessings. And I think in the process, I fall asleep. <laughs> so that's my routine. I like it. It's actually quite similar to, to what I do. I think that's probably that's great. It feels fantastic. That's, for you. that's how we, why we resonate. Yeah. I, I think many of my listeners are tired of me talking about my gratitude journal. But uh, that doesn't keep me from mentioning it again. I really believe like that of appreciating the small things. And I try in the morning to the world when I meditate and so on and send good energy out. Something I'm trying to learn more myself is being more heartfelt. And I found this exercise of like imagining light coming down through your head and then out through your heart and then out into the world. It changes something physically, at least when I do it. Um, and that feeling of like both being grateful about what's going to happen in the day, but also sending good energy out to people around the world. It sounds, I know someone this is going to be like, that's very hippie mess, but uh, I, I do believe there's, there's a lot to it. And at least it, it works for me. And it sounds like it's similar things that are, that are also working for you. Yes. And I think your viewers and listeners, they fall in love with you. So it's not what you teach, what you say. It's about your energy. So people can feel your energy is so beautiful. So people want to look at you, feel you, listen to you. So that's why you're so popular. And I can tell uh, you energy is full of appreciation and love and people can feel it. So uh, it doesn't really matter if you are a restaurant owner or business coach or writer, people can feel you. And if people fall in love with who you are, they become royal to you and uh, they, they keep coming back. So I think you're just following uh, your life path exactly the way it, it should. I, I feel very much as well. I feel extremely grateful. Yeah, I'm extremely grateful. I have a chance to sit and or stand and chat with you here today and talk to some of these amazing people and try and make some of this knowledge out there more available for more people so it's easier to digest and so more people get access to it. I think it's... Like we're living in a fantastic age, right? We can talk like you're sitting in Japan, I'm here in Denmark and the knowledge and wisdom you have, we can make that available for even listeners that are listening from all around the world, but also especially here in Scandinavia, right? It's, it really is a fantastic time. Yeah. So I've always wanted to go to uh, Northern Europe. That's my uh, bucket list. So I'll definitely go sometime next year and hopefully very soon. So. I hope to meet you in person as well. That would be fantastic. Let, make sure to let me know if you come to the Nordic region. I would love to meet up. I would definitely recommend coming between May and, uh, and August. Those are the most beautiful months. I see. I just keep, keep a note. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So Ken, where can people find out more about you? I'll put all the stuff that you mentioned in the show notes as well. Thank you. You can find all the information on kenhonda.com. 
And I started the Arigato Living Community, which is, we have about 500 members to begin with. It's for English speaking members. So actually from 20 different countries all over the world, we learn together and from each other. I teach once a month and I answer all the calls around questions around happy money and how to invite more happy money into it. And I'm hoping to translate all the other books into English, but it, it takes a lot of time. So I try to teach a bits and here and there. So just all the information is there and you can find out your money personality types and it's for free. So just uh, enjoy looking at researching your money personality type. You're a gambler, saver, spend, you know, just uh, remember, think of your parents and, and do the test for them. And you know the you know, family history and why your father became a spender or why your mother became a warrior. You know, the, she worries about money. You can find all the information in there. So kenhonda.com. Fantastic. And I'll make sure to link to your Instagram and uh, the other social media where, where you're active as well. Thank you so much. Ken, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I really appreciated this conversation. Thank you, Mads. And I hope to see you soon. Same. Thank you. I'm sending lots of love and blessing to you, your girlfriend and the viewers in Denmark and all over the world. Thank you. Have a great life. Same. Really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Island. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes on how to be the best version of yourself. And if you found this show helpful, then please leave us a review so more people will learn about the podcast or share with a friend who can benefit from it too. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.